0: If you're tired of spending money on trail cameras you use as tools only to find out they're built like freaking toys, or you've struggled with unreliable, not so dependable cameras or experienced customer service that flat out disappointed you, I've been there. Those problems literally birthed Exodus eight years ago when they shipped their first camera. Exodus had a clear desire to not only build elite products that enabled you to set it and forget it all season long, but also to back them like no other company was willing to with an unmatched level of customer service and support. See for yourself why Exodus has over 15,000 satisfied customers. They've quickly become known for their five-year no BS warranty, quality cameras, and best in-class customer service. You heard that right. Exodus believes in their products so much, every single camera is backed by a five-year warranty that includes theft and accidental damage coverage. Each camera is checked for quality control standards before it leaves the warehouse. If they wouldn't use it, you don't get it. Exodus is so confident. You'll love your new Exodus camera. They're offering you, the listener of this show, 15% off your next order today. Just use code BTE. If you don't love it, get your money refunded in the first 30 days and just send her back. Exodus really has two excellent cell cam options for uh, all budgets, and they start at just $179 plus you're 15% off there you use the code BTE they have competitive data plans that allows you to purchase a, a plan and use the data as you see fit they want you to be in control there's no annual commitment and no limit on how many cameras you can run on one plan you can share cameras with friends no charge which makes the X's lineup a great option for hunting clubs and leases there are no additional fees for hd photo requests that's pretty nice no additional fees for video uploads and all cameras share data on a single data plan for easy management see for yourself why so many have made the switch to exodus and experienced the exodus difference use code bte to get 15 percent off your next order today now let's talk about osseo gear it's a great option for whitetail hunters they develop a premium line of bow hunting gear that will rival any other clothing on the market in quality. Plus, you got a lifetime warranty on anything you buy from ASIO, which is pretty nice. They have a super unique camo pattern and great technology in their garments to keep you comfortable in the stand. So visit ASIOgear.com get you some premium hunting clothing. Got to talk to you about stealth outdoors, makers of stealth strips. Stealth Strips really are a a product that any hunter, whether you're a weekend warrior or a guy that hunts almost every day, really needs to take advantage of. Stuff absolutely deadens your your gear uh, to make it essentially uh, noise-free. If you haven't checked out Stealth Strips yet, stop buying all the other crappy alternatives like the hockey tape and any other stuff you're trying to use to silence your gear. Get the good stuff. Get Stealth strips visit stealthoutdoors.com pick you up some stealth strips all my partners are linked in the description below go check them out hey everybody welcome to the show hope everybody's doing good tonight we start in a few minutes early just because we could johnny got out of the stand early and not early on time you just got you got to service early yeah um you're in ohio right now huh
1: yeah we're hunting ohio uh, the weather's been warm yep uh, but i don't mind it i just kind of think where it'll be to stay cool you know yeah not on a mountain for sure you're not going to find them up 400 foot elevation on a ridge so kind of yeah. helps you know when it gets a little cooler they could be up there but now i kind of like that warm weather you know they've yeah. been a lot you know through the day and you Know before dark at last hour, so you can really catch him being active.
0: You guys see anything tonight?
1: No, nah, the wind was uh, thermals kind of wasn't going directly downhill, like perpendicular to the top of the lines, it was kind of like angling across because it kind of like a front, like you know, the stream was kind of sucking, flowing, it's kind of not straight downhill, you know what I mean? But yeah. I wanted to kind of go straight straight downhill, but it was kind of angling on it, like a 45 to the top of lines to where.
0: Yeah, kind of following the the lines. Yeah, kind um,
1: of. So We just, I, we actually got down. We were in a little drainage ditch ourselves. We actually, you know, you got some ground thermals and air thermals. So, we just, like, went down the hill 30 yards and just sat in a, in a ditch. You know what I mean? And it, it just, it's so calm. It just lays there or just goes straight down the hill. So. It was a spot I just found. So, um, this buck, man, he's particular about his scrapes. He just like, probably about the size of a car hood, but he do not have a leaf in them, boy. They're clean. There's mm. two of them there. It, and it, like, he must have pawed there for like minutes just to get the. I was going to just fill him in with leaves just to piss him off, you know?
0: So yeah. You
1: have to them <laughs> out again. You know, so. Uh,
0: what? what do you look for in Ohio over there? Cause I, I'm probably going to go to Ohio sometime in November this year. Yeah, um, uh, definitely
1: acorns. It looks like, uh, so I had a camera lower elevation on his, uh, was a North slope anyways, and found some black Oaks that started falling in like second week of September. And I, I dropped the camera there. Then I pulled it yesterday. Um, I had like two does and like 10 pictures in, in two to three weeks and uh here higher elevation only maybe 40 50 feet elevation up the hill there was a white oak and mm. that's where a turkey's been in there got him pretty much cleaned up but when i dropped that camera a few weeks ago lower elevation i i almost walked up because I'm, i was hunting that spot before to check um and he yeah he never even stick never on my lower camera and So I put one up higher and we hunted up higher, but, um, the white oaks, a lot of them will be picked over by the time you get there, but there's a good crop of this area, kind of black oaks. So, uh, but yeah, you can be a, you know, if you're 10 feet away, you might as well be a mile away, you know, in situations sometimes like that, just, he never was low. And I I did grab that camera, do a little circle and I'm like, oh man, he was up higher, you know? If, and I feel like if we were here a week or so earlier in the season, I, you know, I didn't have, would have pulled my camera, and did that little circle, and chances are, um, might might have had caught him. I mean, we just got here, and we just that was our first night. But um, you're getting into a time of year where it's, you know, we're on the fringe of a lot of hunters coming into the woods. So yeah, he's true. Probably, probably acting a little bit nocturnal in that area. So I think. I think it's a big deer, but his scrapes are clean. I never seen nothing like it. Um, hmm. Like there's not a leaf. It, like he's he didn't just paw how they do like in a V, kind of like this with their toes. Yep. It's probably three to four feet wide, and he just like I feel like he just kept cleaning the leaf. Like I've never seen like he just kept so every leaf was out of it. You know, there was two of them right there. Um,
0: Sounds like my buddy Global was in there today the before making a mock scrape on you.
1: I could have been. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> you know, no. it, was, you know, it was almost like he took a rake and he just like clean, yeah. like not like a deep aggression, like dug down in in. Like it was almost like he just the top. He just, I could see him just keep like maybe for three minutes, just like taking every leaf out of it. But
0: like he like, like he had some OCD or something.
1: That's what I, I think so. I told Harry so <laughs> we should build them in, piss him <laughs> off, <laughs> make him clean it back out. You know.
0: Oh, that's funny, but, uh, Dude, It is. Like, and, you know, I am no hill country expert. We have a lot of hill country to hunt a lot, but I'm still like, I just feel like hill country, like you said, these, there's so many factors in there. And just like I'm this year, I had the same exact scenario, which we're, we don't have any white oaks falling here. Like it's few and far between, but I noticed this year, I've learned a lot about black oaks because we've had also have quite a few black oaks and they seem to like those. But it's maybe I don't think they like it as much as white oaks, but if, if they're available, I think that's what they're hitting um, this year around here. Yeah. Um, and I I had this particular hub that I went and I, there was a scrape in it and I had a camera over it. And it was like you told the exact same story I, I uh, had in my happened to me. I, I went in and checked that camera thinking, man, there could be a giant on this one. And I got there and it was like a handful of those on it. And this was, you know, it's been out there for a couple months. Um, and a couple of small bucks, you know, nothing what I was expecting. And I thought to myself on that hunt, I'm like, ah, I'm going to, I'm going to go, I'm just going to circle around to go to the next hub and see what it looks like. Well, I was circling around to go to the next hub to the, go to the, go up to the mouth to kind of just scout that out. And I looked up the, uh, when I got out of that hub that had that camera, I kind of looked over to my right, um, to, to the West and I saw some white oaks up there, which mm-hmm. there's white oaks everywhere. But I'm like, man, I, I saw a squirrel and stuff. I'm like, man, maybe them are falling, yeah. and uh, they were probably, I don't know, elevation wise, maybe, maybe a hundred, hundred feet higher than where I was, and I, uh, I started sneaking up there, and I'm not kidding you. The first thing I saw when I got up there is a, a buck turned like this, and I saw a rack up there. Yeah. I was like, oh man, uh-huh. and I just I just sat there and waited, and then. Um, it they heard me, but they couldn't smell me, or or uh, I don't think they saw me after they they heard me, you know, because I because I, I think I saw them before they saw me. And the one just kept looking down my way, but he never would commit to like spooking. And finally, he just walked kind of back towards the uh, throw to the hub. And then all of a sudden, I saw another buck up there. And I'm like, gosh dang, I was just just barely off, you know. But
1: kind of the situation I had. I was down lower, you know, and then went up the hill there to them. Yeah, but um,
0: hopefully in
1: this area, I've had a fair amount of cameras stolen over the years. Um, but I think they get thieves come in <laughs> them hunters usually show up maybe third week of October. So nobody's been parking there. I always check the parking spots. And I don't actually park in a parking spot. I park down the road. As soon as you park there, it's like you know they're up there listening. Especially yeah. tonight it's really calm, you know, like so uh yeah we'll see what happens. I guess it's gonna be here three days and you know um probably head back home. So
0: do you like uh you like hunting this time of year versus like that late October rut time um I mean, just because of the people?
1: Yeah, like I'm starting to lean more toward early season just for that reason. Just the guys are gonna come in later in October into November. And it's just, um, food, food is king. Then if, you know, some of these areas I hunt here, there's no acorns. They could, they can move miles, you know, to make some ag or something and not many deer there, but you know, last year was a great white oak crop. This year's mild, this year, good black oak, you know, but there's been years in chestnut, but there's been years like, you know, and it's different every year. Um, there's been a couple of years of just nothing dead. I wouldn't even hunt. I'd move myself, you know. Um. Yeah. But it's weird. There's this one white oak here by my camp that every year it just along the road has acorns. Every year it's like right along the road. I check it. Oh, it's a good white oak here. Check it. Then I go hike in the woods. There's no acorns. And then down the road from that white oak, there's another one. It never has acorns, maybe a few. But this one, I think five years straight it had acorns on it, and I, I would see it like in September, I'm like yes, it's a good year for white oaks. And I go hike through the woods, I don't find any, but this one tree, yeah. I don't know. And I got one back home in my house. I got a white oak in my yard, and two down at the beginning of my driveway. Them two being in my driveway barely fall, and the one in my closer to my house falls more often. Yeah, you know, it's just and there's no rhyme or reason. You just
0: got that, that you know. Yeah, people always say that they they. They rotate years like acorns do, and they they do to some extent. But, yeah, it's like you – except for – I don't know about you, but chestnut oaks around here every year, it's just it seems like there's always a bunch of chestnut oaks around Uh here.
1: Well, down Um, here, there's a few years that they didn't have any. Um, There was some last year and the year before. But um, just like I catch these deer in the middle of September, like most of the pitchers going through these hardwoods, their nose down, because they're doing the same thing as us. They're trying to find where that mass is. They don't know where it's going to be. Yeah. I'll start fine. Like I found his rubs where there was white oaks last year, um, further up the hollow, four hundred yards, and he rubbed that up. And I guarantee he ain't been back maybe once or twice, but that's where, you know, last year the food was and he was still made a rub there. But you know, these these two these couple white oaks I found, I don't know I don't think I had him last year Ain't finding any old caps on the ground, but there's a few there and he found them, and, and he's hanging out right there. But you know, a lot of it's just putting some miles on to find where there's fresh acorns. Yeah. Find some turkey sign and. Um, yep. Deer shit. So.
0: Yep. It's all you can do. Keep keep boots on the ground till you find them. Yeah. Um. You want to talk about this West Virginia buck you killed? Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about. it. Well, We're going to start. Go ahead. So, Johnny, like you live in Pittsburgh right? Yeah. So like how many, where do you hunt every year? You seem like you get around quite a bit.
1: No, well, I don't hunt around Pittsburgh. I yeah. quit hunting from just south of, not in town, but south of Pittsburgh you know, half hour or so, but that's where I grew up and I hunted, but just man, I got to the point where as they took more of the forest or whatever, built more houses, I started getting into around, hunting near houses urban or whatever like that and I did that you know, a little bit and then it just I just wanted to be out like, we not like, I guess, out in the four out in the wild, you know, pretty much. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I try like all my hunting's traveling, you know, even my place in PA, northern PA is almost three hours. I'm at five hours where I'm at here. You know, I don't, West Virginia is a little over an hour. Um, but, uh, I just need to find little or places that are more wild you know like Mm -hmm. bass so but uh the west virginia i want to go back about 25 years and uh man i've been recently thinking about how it changed evolved hunting back then and when i was i don't know 20 18 19 you know and how me and my buddies would hunt and just grab your bow and a stand and go but um Probably 25 years ago, someone told us about this piece of public land, West Virginia. Um, and we headed out there, me and my buddies, just getting a pickup truck. And it was probably on a notepad, a piece scribbled down. It wasn't like a phone. Someone give you directions or a waypoint. Yeah. Here you go down this route, make right, go down left. Not, and like we went to this piece of public land and maybe three or four of us in a single cab F-150. <laughs> jump out and you just take your lock on or i had maybe i had a uh, I had to log you by you with the metal strap boy i was a cat's meow back then you know and you just run up in the woods no maps no topo no no nothing like you've seen orange marker yellow markers that you know indicate you're on the public and you know the directions you had so that was it. There was no pre-scouting, early season, late season. There was no cameras. It was just you run up. And so I remember we would scatter up in the woods, get maybe three, you know, probably end October. So we'd get there maybe two or three and we just take off. I'm going this way. I'll go this way. And my buddy ended up hitting a deer. Meet at me the truck at dark. That's it. There's no phone, yeah. no something, you know. Meet at the truck. So we get down to the truck and my buddy's like, I got one, you know, and we—if it was a buck, we shot it, you know, spike everything. Yeah, right. anything. We didn't care. Oh yeah, <laughs> we're all like pumped up, and uh, we decided to run to town and get something to drink and come back and look for him with our flashlights. She's like, yeah, I left my bow up in a stand and my stand there. I'm like, what? All right, whatever, you know. Like, he got excited, just left, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so we come back. We couldn't even find his stand, <laughs> you know, there's no icon for a stand. There's no Spartan Forge. So right, we're up in a, we're just randomly looking up at a tree for a tree stand with his bow <laughs> hanging in it. Somehow I just walked some deer trails, found some blood. And uh, I think it maybe it was a high lung hit, you know, kind of, but, um, last year, 2022, early 2022, like maybe February, March, I drove down there. And uh, I remember the gravel road we went up. uh, You couldn't even make it up the road. It it connected like two state roads. Maybe it was like a gravel road that went through the state land and they quit maintaining it. And it was all grown over and there was ruts and they would just take four wheelers and razors up there, you know, but um, I remember on the left side, there was a old dairy farm that was grown up into like a briar field 25 years ago, and in the, the old timer, we stopped and talked to me, let us shoot deer, and they were like rabbits and in them briar fields. We just push them and shoot them, you know. But what the heck, I always go anymore and reminisce to these places. And I went back last year, or the yeah 2022, yeah early like March, and that guy's briar patch was a forest now. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, Wow, 25 year, like wow, because you got it ingrained in your head how it was. So I did a hike. I seen someone shed hunting, you know, someone else, I seen some good rubs. So now that was Spartan Forge, I seen there was another hunk of land. So I went and checked that out, did a big circle there. And I, and you start to, after so many years, you pick up where you need to be or where the deer are. So I, I end up shooting a deer down there last year. Um, there was a cut in the deer, you know, the biggest deer in that area is like high 20s, 30, which is great. You know, I'm happy with it. Mm -hmm. Um, but fast forward to this year, I had gone back kind of like a Northeast facing Ridge and, uh, the North side was cut probably maybe five, six years old. And I guess that would be the Northwest. And then the opposite side was, uh, some open timber. And, uh, so I had my buck i shot last year coming out of that kind of out of that cut you know but this year um there was actually acorns so since they cut all the timber on the northwest you know uh side of that ridge um these deer didn't have any acorns in that area so on the ridge i was was on had oak trees no no acorns last year so anyways I went in this year, August, and another thing that I hiked for 45 minutes, 40 minutes to get to this spot. I walk through, like I blaze through so much land because I know no one's going, you know, I do find myself hunting now a lot by parking lots and roads, but you could still, like when I was young, I wanted to get way back. You could still mm-hmm. find, um, Hunting way back away from me, and I would, you know, start the trail hiking back my 40 minutes, and there's boot tracks, you know, beat up four wheeler tracks. Maybe locals driving up there further. I got after about 20 30 minutes, nothing, you know, it's like ain't nobody coming back here. It was 80 degrees, so um, yeah, the northwest side there of that ridge um, was cut. And they were coming out of there, and then the ridge itself had some oaks on it. And, and, and like I said, I was there mid mid August, and I just hung hung a camera on the edge of that cut. Um, there was I've actually put the camera where my I shot my deer last year. There was so the, so the ridge is kind of like goes this way, um, and this is the cut side, and there's actually a little like, and I talked earlier about like ground thermals like. There's a little draw going down into that cut. You could barely see it on Spartan Forge. You stand there and you look like when, when stuff settles and falls, it's calm. Like that's where a buck's gonna have his nose down and pick up scent, you know? So I put a camera right there to catch him coming up out of that cut. And uh, further down the ridge, there was some, there was a single oak. So there was a spot I shot my buck last year, about 80 yards, a single oak. And then further out the ridge was a clump of oaks. So I put a camera where I shot my deer. I skipped that single oak and I put a uh, camera down on a clump of oaks, almost on the point. Um, and so that was mid August. So I went in there mid September. I went in there a hot day, thermals coming up out of that cut. and grabbed my camera where that little low spot going into that cut. I had a nice 10, probably, I don't know, high 20s, 30 maybe for that area, a good 10. He was coming in and out of that cut right there. And I walked down to check the camera at the point, probably 150 yards uh, where the oaks were at. And I knew halfway between pretty much was a single oak. And so I grabbed the camera where I shot my deer coming out of that cut last year. And I was walking, it was noon, and I was walking toward them clump of oaks but in between is that single oak and as i'm getting closer i'm just watching and there was that nine the one i shot he was under that single oak eating like he wouldn't come up for air like mm. noon no one bothers him no one's back here september 17th he'd never seen any danger and that's when uh i think i sent you the picture i, I took a video of him right then you know so uh i went down he ended up feeding off i went down and checked them mother oaks they weren't falling yet. Not at all. It was, they were loaded. I look up in a tree and see loaded and there was oodles of them, you know, but that one single Oak was falling. I'm like, well, I'll leave my camera down at at this clump of Oaks. And, uh, I had the one where, you know, I left the one where I shot my deer last year. So I got out of there and, um, you know, fast forward to the season. I was like, it was October 2nd. I went in there since it was a Northeast Ridge, I remember it was, yeah, it was kind of Northeast and, and what there, there was an East wind. It was blowing into that cut and that wasn't now last year. That wasn't good because they were coming up out of that cut and onto the Ridge where the Oaks are and stuff. Um, so I wouldn't hunt it anyways, but I stayed back. I figured, Um, I walked over to that single oak and there was acorns on the ground everywhere. So I figured he'd probably be still um, feeding on that single oak. But the wind was blowing in the cut. Like, here's the single oak. 50 yards was the cut. And the wind's blowing, east wind blowing in a cut, crossing that ridge. And I said, I I can't hunt there. So I stayed 80 yards back, almost where I shot my buck last year. And um, I got up in a tree. It was, I think it was 80 degrees. And uh, it was actually a steep hill where that cut was um, where my wind was blowing and, and it dropped off steep. So I, th- I figured they weren't bedding there. It was further down toward that oak. It was, it was more gradual where that cut was. I figured they were, that's where they were coming out of. And that's where I, you know, figured that one that I shot last year, I kind of knew where they, they were. So my wind was blowing into that cut, but it was a real steep hill. And I felt safe that my wind was blowing that way. So I watched that single oak. I mean, I got up in a tree. We got up in a tree. It, it was probably five o'clock and I can see that single oak about 80 yards away 90 somewhere in that range and uh, there was a doe it came but it didn't come out of that cut so that ridge is kind of it, it drops off the opposite side so it's kind of northeast ridge so like the east south side of that that ridge is really steep it, it, mm-hmm. it drops down like this you know and then here's the cut and it's gradual over here So these deer, the doe, come up out of that steep ridge, you know, other that steep parallel uh, hillside. So it fed under them oaks. And then that buck, the nine point, the one I shot, he come up there. And a couple does, they all come up. And uh, they didn't come out of that cut. But here it was 80 degrees. And there was, was a creek down over that hillside. And there was a bench I could see on Spartan Forge. They were laying down there because it was so hot near that creek and on that hillside, and it was shady and cool. That sun was beating that cut up to where them deer, any other, if it was cooler temperatures, they would have been in that cut and coming using the wind, the east wind coming out and feeding on that oak. So we sat back and watched them. I said, Tomorrow night, I said, we're just going to get right by that oak and we'll just let our wind blow in that cut i mean it was good bedding gradual i said we're taking a chance that they're down over this steep hillside because it's another 80 degree day and uh it was close as i'll ever get to literally having a deer tied to a tree because (laughs) i said that before we went in i said this deer is coming to this tree and um i actually ran down and checked that other clump oaks they're still not falling I said, this, this tree is the hottest thing in town. Um, there was five, six deer under it last night. So I said, let's let our wind blow in that cut. Get up in a tree. It's hot. We got up about a four th- four, little after four, and we're only 30 yards from that oak. You know, wind's blowing in a cut. But I felt pretty confident that they were going to come up over that hill again on that steep slope leading down to that creek. So a little button buck come up, fed around. And it was like five. It left. And I looked at Harry. I said, he was here last night at five 15. I'm like, he should be coming any minute, you know. And I look. Here he come right up over there, you know, steep hill. And he come right to that oak. like. And so I had a window, an opening at, I don't know, 30. And I pulled back. Harry's like, oh, I got him, you know, and he walked through the opening and he got into a, you know, there was leaves. Like I, I had, I could barely see the deer. I should have let down, but I, am like, I'm like, I'm tough. I just hold it, you know, Yeah, so I held for a long time and across, I should just let down, but I held it a long time. finally he come out and it was like 27 yards and I hit low quartering toward a little bit, um, I think I was holding so long that I just kind of dropped my bow arm just like when I hit hit the trigger. Yeah.
0: So Harry's like, you
1: drilled him. I'm like, what? I think I seen, I thought it was low, like I grazed him or something. <laughs> so the deer runs out and it stops, you know, his tail was acting kind of funny. So I knocked another arrow and I guessed 50 and I shot him in the shoulder and he took off down the hill. You know, and then we replayed the video, and uh, yeah, it was low, man. Quartering toward, I mean, quartering toward, it wasn't a bad thing. Um, but i was like, how was I that low? And that's the only thing I think I held my bow, and I should have never. I should, he was so calm. It was almost, you know, when you have a good feeling, a deer's there, you if calm, but it's like, like I felt like this was a, I had, I was more messed up because it was almost a sure thing like this is going to happen like this is going to happen so I was really you almost like,
0: you know I felt some pressure yeah yeah I
1: felt a lot of pressure because I'm like yeah this is a no-brainer like John this is like like I say it's tied to the streets I think I felt more pressure it wasn't like this is a good spot I'm they're feeding here champ maybe I'll see him this evening and you're just kind of calm but I'm like this this, this is going to happen you know like <laughs> i can't have to stop it's gonna happen he's gonna come through it, yeah. just, like, there it is i know you know it was so like it was almost too easy you know what i mean well and then,
0: and then like on public land that never happens like hardly yeah, ever C- you know
1: it can't be this easy it, it can't happen it's easy I'm like there he is i'm like so i think i got a little a little fever i ain't gonna complain that's why we hunt so uh yeah sure so i did stick him in a shoulder and he ran <laughs> down a hill. um but we give him five hours and we we followed him he never laid down and and it was that high hit that kept him bleeding kept us on his trail um but with the video we went in and it wasn't a they called a white line you know it went in but it was more stomach not intestines to where it's actually better i mean for the hunter like to find him, you know mm-hmm. so um we gave him five hours and we, we, we followed him probably. He just zigzagged down a hill, up, over, left, right. You know, no rhyme or reason never laid down probably because that high shoulder hit, he might've been in pain. And, um, man, I hate doing that. Like now that I'm older, like I, I feel more for these animals than when I was a younger person. Like I just wanted to kill deer and I didn't care. I just grew up killing deer, but now I hate to see him suffer and this and that. yeah. You know, as you age and, and you know, it's different. But you're different. But anyways, he kept moving. We followed him till one in the morning. We really didn't lose blood. But I, I, I said, if we go 10 minutes without well, finding blood, let's just back out, you know. So we would go like six, eight minutes. Well, oh, here he is. We find blood. And it was up high. He was rubbing against uh, trees and limbs and, and we were finding blood up high. So yeah, it ended up being 10 minutes went by. We didn't find blood. I said, well, let's, let's get out of here. So I called a dog tracker. Well, that was one in the morning. So the next morning I had a guy that was supposed to come out early here. He couldn't make it. So, uh, another guy, Mike, he said, I'm working. I can get there at four o'clock. You know, I'm like, and we actually went in and started looking for blood and we were worried about hiking too much and putting too much of our scent because the one guy said don't try not to walk on the trail i'm like i don't know where the deer ran how am i gonna know not to walk on the trail Mm -hmm. you know to cover up the deer scent and it was dry out so um mike came out and his dog's name was kipley um she was only 10 months old um wire haired pointer or something like that so we took her to last blood and so. She went straight up the hill. That deer was going up the hill and we actually hung back and we could see where the cat keep rubbing on brush and and, and leaving blood, you know, about shoulder height. She went up over the hill and down the next hill and she was yipping down there. And he said, I mean, I never heard her yip. So we kind of went down to where she was yipping and he's looking for her. He thought he's like, I never, you know, she found a few deer. She never yipped. She was just quiet. But we went up over the hill to where she was yipping, and and then he looked at his GPS collar, and she was back to the right, kind of angle up the hill, like maybe a hundred yards up that way. So he called, called for, her, called for her, nothing. So we went hiking up there. She was laying under a log. Um, it was hot. She was panting, you know. And Mike was worried about her. Gave her some water. He said, "There's blood on it. I wonder if she jumped that buck or..." I said, man, if she would have jumped that buck, it was thick, and I said we would have heard her. I said, maybe she got with a coon, and she didn't want to stand up. She could, she stand up, she would fall back down. He was worried. I'm like, oh man, this guy's dog's gonna die. I ain't gonna, this is gonna be a terrible story. <laughs> was was I'm like, I wounded. Oh, I guess like, it's terrible, but um, gave her some water. I said, Mike, is that where that deer was lying? I said, I don't know. It, you know. Blood on her face, and that here we come to figure out that, that deer was laying there, and she did not want to leave that spot. She was under that log, and he kind of reached in to grab her. She'd come out, and then she'd go back in and lay down, like saying, Dad, this is where he's at. this is I'm doing my job here. I'm supposed to be, yeah. Here. So, um, she's got some water in her, and uh, we went down the hill 30 yards and to the right, and she found another bed and she was eating the dirt this is before we got there and she was eating the dirt and pawing at the ground and then she went up to the bed under the log where we found her and i think she was just kind of dried out from eating all the dirt we figured you know but she was okay um so yeah that bed that she was eating the dirt in just there was another bed maybe 10 yards from there and then the deer was up the hill like 20 yards so she had, when we were down listening for her yipping, she was, I don't know why she, maybe she ran, a, a, you know, another deer or who knows. But she had already found that deer or, or and was laying, like, hanging out up there, you know? Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, so, and it died that night, you know what I mean? Um, it was all rig, mortised up, stiff as a board, but... Um, so I was lucky to find I'm not happy with my shot, you know, I mean, but, and it's been a long time since I've had something like that happen and you can't worry about it, you know, just practice and, and do better, you know, for the animal and yourself, but, um, it's hunting, you know, it's part of life. You know what I mean? Yeah. You do your best, but you know, it yep. happens. So
0: I've been on uh, three tracks this year that ended, uh, poorly, so.
1: Oh man! Luckily,
0: none of them are mine, but they were buddy, <laughs> buddies and my wife. So, um, oh man, it happens, though.
1: I mean, yeah, it's a part of life. You know what I mean? But um, you think about the deer that not are getting eaten by live, but by coyotes or predators, and you know you're yeah. doing your best to humanely kill them. But you
0: know, yeah. So that it was it. Not- yeah. Getting hit, hit by about, a car and starving to death. Yeah. Or, you know, just I know like the that. first time I
1: hit a deer with my car, I felt it was January. You know, there's people that don't like hunters and stuff like that. But I remember it was January. And it was like February. I hit this big old doe. And I know she's pregnant. And I nailed her. And she got up and ran. And I'm like, I'm, you know, I'm going home. I'm like, um, I felt so bad for the deer. Like, I said, I need to go back and shoot that thing or something. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, this, like. But people, you know, people that are like anti hunters, they'll hit a deer and they feel bad. But de- what action are you taking? Oh, you're just going to go home. Yeah, I'm like, no, I'm yeah. worried about putting him out of his misery. <laughs> you know what I'm saying?
0: Right, right.
1: Uh, but uh, yeah. So yeah. Oh, was, I.
0: Uh, uh, I saw a deer get hit uh, last night. I was, I actually went. I don't have a I don't have a buck tag anymore in Indiana. And I was I was went turkey hunting just to go do something this fall turkey yeah. season here. Yeah, and uh, I. I, I of course the tur- turkey season legal light is sunset so I had a little time driving home it was light out and there's deer everywhere and the car in front of me smoked a doe i mean oh, the doe doe didn't live but dude i was like i was shocked at how like depressed that made me for you know Thank a little god. while i was like god man like i didn't yeah, want I to just... watch that cuz it you know it hit and it flew in the air and spun in circles and i'm like Ugh.
1: Yeah, that um, kind of ruined your your evening. And that, then my buddy Jason, we were hunting in PA like, last weekend, the weekend before his first day. And in the morning, everybody goes there, stand, and I text him, see any? He's like, I "Got got one. I'm like, What? It's barely daylight. I get a doe with the car,
0: you know? Oh, man. And, yeah. And then later that
1: evening, he was hunting, and on the way out, he almost hit a big buck. He's like, holy shit, man. Yeah. It's on? you know? So
0: that's as i get older i have a harder time shooting does now yeah um i don't know why i, I mean I, i'll still shoot one if i need the meat and stuff but it's like man you know,
1: that's crazy uh, and if you're young it's like
0: oh ruthless
1: everything i could find you know yeah. coons whatever i'm hunting deer rabbits i love rabbit hunting squirrel hunting turkey i was everything yeah, everything. Then you get older is, we- is how you change. You know what I mean? That's, that's yeah.
0: weird. It, it so. is. I don't, yeah, I don't know what it is. I guess it's maturity, but um, yeah. I, I feel you, though. I know what you mean. I was going to go back to your buck, Johnny, and like, I think what you did differently that a lot of people um, maybe wouldn't have in that scenario, including myself, like something I need to learn to be more patient, and you kind of almost sense, sound like you almost were doing an observation sit that first night. To, yeah. to some kind of extent right
1: yeah and um, uh, I said let's the deers that deer's there it's hot you know I, I just wanted to get a kill under my belt and and so yeah I, I said this is as close as we, we can't go any further let's just sit here and maybe, maybe they'll come come up this way you know and let our wind go it was going in that cut but like I said it was steep to where I know they weren't bedding then further out it, it kind of got like gradual where that's where they were bedding and I cut so I said mm-hmm. maybe they'll maybe they'll maybe they'll work this because last year they were working up toward me coming out of cut and going up the hill I think there was some you know 700 yards I was a farmer's field on private And I think they would kind of go up that hill past me like the ridge it kind of was not a level ridge it kind of it went like downhill this ridge you know mm-hmm. so I think they were heading, and there was a lot of trails going up toward that. And they were like the does would parade, then the small bucks, then the, like they would come out of that cut and they just work their way up that ridge. You know, I said, well, maybe that's the same thing this year. They're gonna work, maybe they'll feed on oaks or whatever, and they'll head up that way. So we did hang back. Wind was good, but it's like, hey, we got the next two days to hunt here. Let's yeah, let's hang back. Let's not ruin it, and let our wind go in the cut. or on that steep hillside, and it was like. And I think, honestly, the one buck fed in that, fed under the oak tree, hit that oak tree, and then he went into that gradual hillside. We got him on film, and he he plopped down. So the sun was fading, and I feel like that that's the heavy-duty food source, that oak, and they might... And I remember, like, looking, the trails weren't as heavy this year, going up that hill toward that field. Like, that was their only food source last year, going maybe out to that farmer's field at night, but you know, they, I had them at 4 a.m., 2 a.m. They, they might just hang out there. There's water down low. And just browsing, you know, um, to where they're not even really going up to that farmer's field and, and stuff like that. But, yeah, kind of like an ob- observation. I said, you know what? Oh, and then, ne- well, the next day was east wind, but it was calling for a southeast. And, and really, if we... S- Sat where I wanted to when I killed a deer. Might have been blowing down in that gradual; mm-hmm. oil. It wasn't perpendicular to the ridge kind of, per se, but no deer come out of there, anyways. You know, I said, "Let's just. This is it. It's time to this. This eighty degree weather." And he's on that steeper hillside uh, down by the creek. So yeah, it was kind of like an observation set and then we moved in. And like I said, it was. up was like I was hyperventilating. This is gonna. This deer's coming. You know, like before. <laughs> it, but. Um, but it was neat going back, like I said, I hunted there 25 years ago. And there's actually, I'm allowed to buck with a bow in West Virginia. And uh, that other deer is there. And, and I haven't checked my cameras. So he probably did other 10. So maybe I'll have to get down there and try to take another one.
0: There you
1: go. You know, but um,
0: Yeah. Um. No, that's a cool story. That's a. You yeah, seem yeah. like you learned, like you really dissected that spot, and you learned a lot too. Like you learned that they were kind of bedding in a different spot than you thought they were, and and then yeah, that was a
1: big. That was something I did not expect, you know. And like you said, just mm-hmm. hanging back, I said, let's just get in the area. I'm like, none of these deer. I'm like, this is perfect. And then I'm like, I like these. And then I do like this year. I'm starting to like these 78, 80 degree days because these deer can he move slow but he's close to his food source. He's close to water or dew or something on a, you know, to where, and then you figure this is the time they need to fatten up. And if it's that hot, they're going to do a lot of feeding through the night into the morning. And that them hot times a day, noon, one, two, three, four, not saying he ain't going to feed, but he's going to be close to his food. But, and I told Harry, I said, man, I had him at noon that was back in September under this tree. I said, I wonder if he hit this tree at noon. And I told him on camera, I said, I wonder if he hit this tree at noon, went over the hill. I said, it's about five, five and a half hours. I said, his belly's going to be growling. I said, yeah, it's about True. time to come back up and poop, There he is. But, um, he moves, they move slow. It's so hot, but he knows he has to feed. This is the, this is peak the way right. like it's designed life, you know, time to harvest right now october yeah. you know, late september it's right fruit you know um just how it's intended you know and so yeah uh, that was uh so yeah it uh, it all worked out we hung back and saw them and moved in and um
0: i yeah uh, a couple other things before we may answer some questions to uh to oh. wrap the, wrap the show up from everybody but uh I, when we were talking at the Mobile Hunter Expo, you were going to use a saddle this year. Did you kill that thing out of your saddle?
1: Yeah, I did. I got the Timber Ninja saddle. Was that um, the first
0: first saddle buck you've ever killed? Hey,
1: I was asking Harry, how do I, how do you work this thing? That <laughs> <And> broke. <laughs> 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 but he makes a big platform and that was my whole MO this year is to like use it. And I still am using it. And like standing, I didn't shoot in the saddle. I'm standing up on a platform, you know, and I'll, 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 gotcha. like, I'll, sit, I'll sit in the, it's like a two panel. I'll sit down, but I'll stand up on it. That deer's coming up on it. That, that how, how big,
0: how big is it?
1: I think it's 14 by, you know, maybe 12 or four, something okay. like that. Which I that's gotcha. why I wasn't too worried about, I mean, I, Tried it once earlier in the summer with Bo, but I I forgot. But then I didn't mind being in it because I was still s- stand hunting.
0: Yeah, like a you know,
1: which um, so I like it. I've been man, it's a lot more smaller, small, lighter, you know, lightweight. Yeah, so like, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. So it's cool. I'm I'm happy with it. I'm, I'm yeah,
0: I keep with it. I've I've been using a saddle this year and i've i use a saddle i've killed a lot of deer i have a saddle but the last few years i've just been hunting with the beast stand. but like mm-hmm. things have things have uh in the last few years with saddle hunting man they've come a long way from what i was using like even five or six years ago like there was nothing yeah. out there back then hardly nothing that was real good you know yeah and uh i i keep i use i use a, I use a like I went out the other night to shoot a doe with my longbow, And I, I like to use a saddle on my long because there's too much crap in front of me with, with that long mm-hmm. bow, you know? But, uh, I just, for to to me right now, like, I just keep grabbing the saddle. Cause I'm like, Oh, this little thing I can just like, it's just in my pack. And I don't have to like do It's just, it's a little easier walking through the, that's the only reason that I'm stuck on it right now is because I'm like, Oh, this thing is just kind of easy to walk around the woods with it. You know, it is
1: you can carry a couple of sticks to get in tree, but even, jason from timber ninja he longbow hunter uh, stick bow hunter and he, he hunt a long time a lot of times with a stand and a saddle mm-hmm. i'm like so he made a bigger platform but um like even now i'll hang a stand i'll probably have to check out them beast stands because i still use them you know yeah um there's certain times when you want to sit down they're not heavy and then you throw oh. a stand up but just use the saddle as your uh your safety restraint. You know what I mean. Yep. It's like,
0: yep. It's
1: a no-brainer, yep. really. Just keep it on, even if you got a lock on. You know.
0: Right. Right. Yeah, my that's what my dad does. He he uses a B stand with a with a saddle.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, and then if he kind of gets tired of or just wants to do something different, he'll kind of sit in a saddle or whatever. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. It makes so sense.
1: You turn around. And sit down. Yeah. Yep.
0: You know? yep. Yeah, and you're right. The bee stand weighs whatever, 6.8 pounds. It's like, yeah, come on. Yeah, it's yeah. Pretty, pretty light.
1: I'm used to carrying around the old summit or the logging yeah. or whatever they were. <laughs> My buddy a picture the other day. He's an older fella. And I sent him a picture. I was like, at this platform, me in the, in the saddle. He sent me a picture of this. I don't know if it was a catwalk or something up in a tree with uh, railings and shit. Some climber he had from like <laughs> 2000. I'm like, what the hell are you using, Dave? <laughs> You know what I mean? It's probably it
0: like,
1: it, it's what? probably one of them.
0: Uh, it reminds me of a uh, the way you're describing it. One of them my dad used to have. one. I still I moved it the other day. It weighs 50 pounds, I think. But yeah. it uh, what that was like tree lounge is what it, called, it was called. Oh, I have
1: one of those. Yeah, he you did. Had that. Oh yeah, I had to powder coat finish one, boy. I still <laughs> got it. I carried that thing right for one. I'd go way back in the woods a mile. I'd carry that thing back here you know yep. back in the day it did take a
0: nap back there in that thing
1: oh yeah yeah, yeah I still have it, actually.
0: <laughs> there's two of them in my barn right now my uncles and my dads are in my margaret. barn
1: margaret's the one she had the video do you remember that
0: no it was were they climbing telephone poles or something or yeah or he like was climbing, his, wife,
1: his wife's name was margaret on moonshine island that's where the videos <laughs> she, would, she would put her up in that thing and She was like, every time you killed a deer, she got crazy. Like, yeah, I got it. Like, she was shooting these monster bucks, you know. But he would film her. I remember that. Good old days. We watched that. (laughs) Margaret, you know.
0: I just know I like, I put it up in a tree this summer just to like mess with it. And dude, those things are kind of sketchy to me. Like, you're standing, you're, you, you stand like six feet off the tree. Yeah. And it's just like this little thin aluminum bar that's holding you up there.
1: I know. You never think about that till now. You're right. <laughs> I was going up in a tree. It's about like 40 feet. A little sleeping. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's uh, And I was, I, I put it up and I stand on like, I just had it on the tree. I didn't climb it or anything. And I was yeah. like, God dang, you sat in You stood on this thing like this. and
1: I know. Yeah. yeah. It's a couple of nuts, this wing bolt thing. You know what I mean? <laughs>
0: <A> yeah. I, little... <laughs> uh, uh, Yeah. The platform is just a piece of plywood yeah <laughs> you stood on <laughs> yep, yep yep um it was funny though but i think back in the day that was like the cat that was a that was a nice one you know oh
1: yeah I had to, like i said i had the powder coat finish one boy i was i was something else man
0: yeah um there's something else i was gonna uh ask you about but i may i may think of it here while we're answer some questions we'll we'll answer a few questions and let johnny get to sleep and uh head back to camp all right mike had a question mike says in the hills what else are deer eating other than acorns assuming ag fields aren't an option
1: browse um a lot of times like i said if the acorns aren't there i'm not there um there are some deer that live up in there full time but there they'll be far and few between you get into late season, January, um, in a lot of these States, you're a lot of bait like West Virginia, Ohio on private land, you're a lot of bait. So you're going to set up on someone's bait, pal, you know, on private somewhere. I mean, even they might be bedding up in the public they're, they They know where they're going at night to get their food. So that literally vacuums a lot of deer out of the woods when people are putting bait. Then I find a lot of baits so on public anyways, you know? Um, but, uh, it depends like, you know, there's different parts different states like here where I'm at in Ohio, it's pretty much all hardwoods I've seen. And I've hunted a few times when there was no, um, acorns. I've seen them eat just like brown grass, maple leaves. Um, you can find some honeysuckle, something green, but usually up in these hills, there's not much. I know back home in PA and Northern PA. Now there's a lot of green stuff. Um, you get into November, they're eating ferns, fern bulbs, um, T. Berry grows low to the ground. Um, There's still some briars if you can, like even in Ohio and other states, if you can find some cuts, um, browse buds, you know. um, But, you know, it's all, you know, I will move if there is no, like in Ohio, like the years that are acorns, I have a tough time. I won't won't even come here. I'll just go to another state, you know, just for that Mm -hmm. reason. You know what I mean? Yep. Usually you find some, but there are times where there's, there's none, but you know, back home, like blackberry bries are, are big back home, PA, um, maple leaves are right now, the sugars in the leaves. They're going to eat those a lot. Um, what else? I'm drawing a blank, but, um, just find them. If you can't find, look for some cuts, um, but yeah, um, states are all different as to what they eat. Yeah. But there's got to be some type of food to support deer. If there's, there could be very little amounts of food, and there's going to be very little amounts of deer. You know. But like I said, I run into a lot where they they'll find, so whether it's West Virginia or Ohio, where, where there are a lot of bait, they'll they'll mm-hmm. vacuum deer out out of the hmm. woods. You know?
0: Yep. All right, Brad which is my buddy global who I was making fun of him for making mock scrapes, but he asked, uh, steep East Johnny is, is that where the, they were bedded on your buck steep East slopes?
1: Uh, yeah, Northeast. So it'd be like South East. That's where that deer. Yep. Was bedded. It was steep and I can see on Spartan forge on the, uh, the slope where you have the image of the different uh, degree of slope, you could see um, there was a whiter haze there that signified a, a bench. I think I posted on Instagram today about it or I sent it the bill for Spartan Forge um, to where it was steep. Um, and then there was just that slight bench and then steep again, maybe a hundred feet down to a creek that paralleled that ridge It was really steep. I've never seen deer come up out of there, so it was, shady some bigger mature trees and i think with the cut the canopy was thin and it was the sun was just heating it up yep like a traditional north slope shaded you know kind of that's how I, it was yeah east southeast but um i learned something yeah that was it was pretty wild they want to get out of get out of that heat
0: Yep. i remembered uh what i was going to ask you um you you keep, you keep mentioning, uh, you mentioned trail cameras a few times. Uh, do you run a lot of trail cameras and kind of how do you utilize them for the most part?
1: So, yeah, I've run about 40. Um, I think I want to know where deer are. Uh, so that's where I put cameras. I try to get my summer scouting in by September. I want to rape the woods. I want to go everywhere. I want to see everything. But a lot of these places now that I'm older, I've been there already and I just go to the, like, creme de la creme. Like, I know where I need to go. And take inventory, get my cameras out, you know, inventory areas where just maybe the nighttime and know what they are, or even get cameras where I think they're going to bed. Um, so I have an, enough cameras in areas that I could check maybe when you get into hunt seasons, end of September, October, I could check like easily with the right wind, the heat of the day, um, in some open woods or whatever. I ask myself when I go to check cameras, where is this animal now, right now, while I'm checking this? And because you don't want to bump you get out You get out of September and in October. I don't want to bump these deer. So basically I put cameras where I want to know deer are. And I just, then I ask myself, when can I go get them? So last night we were in the woods till 11 o'clock because I was getting cameras. Uh, it was a kind of a south slope. Um, no, it was... Um, Which way is that ridge east facing Ridge. So yeah, kind of like a South slope. It was white Oaks. I knew they were falling and we can only come in from the West, the public parking and you go in there during the day and your wind's just blowing all across there. So I said, Hey, we just need to, we just need to buck up. We hunted till dark and we drove 40 minutes to another piece of public and we were in the woods till 11 o'clock little, almost 1130 getting those cameras. So I put cameras where i want to know dear are you know and then i decide when i can get them you know what i mean yeah um if i can't get them till 11 o'clock at night i'll go get it or if it's hot, middle of the day it's hot i can you know and maybe people talk about like satellite cameras or like not in the core area like i don't tell them in my brain i'm not saying I'm, I'm i'm doing this putting these cameras that i could check at a certain i put enough of them out there, then there's going to be some that are in where he's bedding and there's going to be some where, you know, he's out scraping at night or feeding at night or, you know, something like that. But I, I just, I just kind of want to, I want to know as much as possible, you know, and and you combine that with East scouting on Spartan Forge and intimately know this land. And like, I even test myself going through the woods at night with just a little headlamp. I mean, I'm out in the woods and I I don't look at my phone just as I could feel myself through the woods, like kind of know after being, hunting these areas and being in there and dropping cameras, you know, and that's another thing, 30 years in the woods, man, you gain a lot of knowledge of different areas or just deer in general to where you could, you know, and I I kind of test myself going through the forest like a deer would with just my headlamp and see how far I can go before I'm off track. You know what I mean? Like just know that land like that deer don't have a headlight he's just feeling his way through the woods he's sensing okay I walked like and I even do it okay a lot of times leaving my stand like okay I know I'll walk his elevation line for a while and just I don't know it's five minutes more instinctual to. okay now I need to angle up and you just naturally just do it you just move through the Mm woods but uh, yeah I just run enough cameras you know oaks food food source grapes near bedding um a lot of these areas i don't even know i mean i get to little like up, up you know some of these bigger woods you know in pa like bo's dad joe martonic said he's 50 years old real successful he said i don't know where these deer bed so don't you know feel bad i don't me myself too in these huge areas that are vast and uh browsers that's all that's there and flat not much topo. you know i I start talking about just finding some safe areas maybe but that's a whole nother subject but you don't always know where they're bedding so maybe nighttime and i've been finding myself lately now that i'm older hunting closer to roads you know they want to know and i tell people they want to know where where their danger is coming from they want to be ready for it but um yeah so yeah
0: I'm just curious. It's always a hot topic is trail cameras and how you use them. Do you, do you use mostly like regular SD card cameras or do you have a fleet of cell cameras too?
1: No, I got, I got three cell cameras and two of them are broken. So yeah, that's my cell camera. <laughs> to, to the one we went last night at 11 o'clock at night. So that's where I had a cell camera. It was a 50 minute walk, six hours from my house. So it's like normal. That's why I'm going to put a cell camera. It yeah don't work. And I had Harry update the firmware and all that shit. I'm not, you know, technically. <laughs> we had it all ready. We put it out two weeks ago, took pictures, and it quit. Yep. So I don't know. I I mean I use them as another tool, but I don't it's not a crutch. You know, I don't yeah, I don't want to hunt that way to know where that animal is. I wanna that's half the battle is okay. Trail cameras are there, you know, and we're using them. But man, I don't want to know
0: everything
1: Everything. yeah that's the battle is you learning you know yeah we use trail cameras but man i don't definitely don't depend on them like i said i got one out two that are broke yeah and even tonight talking about that deer i don't i had that one camera lower and then black oaks and like i moved it up the hill and them scrapes were cleaned out and i threw it up and it's like we're hunting there tonight i know where it is i haven't like i don't like old school, I don't really need to because I. There's times I've depended on them a little bit. You want, but that you know, you let your instincts take over. Find it, get inventory, and just hunt. Go back to hunting. You know. Yep. And uh, not worrying about them cameras because sit in your stand and there's times I have four or five ca- like up in PA. I have five cameras up and down this edge, four or five cameras. I'm talking four hundred yard stretch. Uh, this mountainside, this south slope where they were browsing in this open area that they herbicide, they sprayed this herbicide spray and browsers come up and then they were going into the forest and, and bedding. And, uh, you know, I had them four or five cameras there. And, and uh, the one evening we hunted there, we sent three buck. And I didn't have them. For, I put them four or five cameras out that night. I had two there, but I put the other two or three cameras out And the four, three or four buck we seen weren't, they didn't walk in front of any of the cameras. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you're, whatever you're seeing on your camera, that's only a 40% of what's there, 20%. Right. You know what I'm saying? My, my opinion. So if you're seeing a buck, if you got a buck on camera three times in a week, he's probably living right there. You know what right. I mean? Right. If he's not walking in front of your camera every day, or you know what I mean? Especially early in the season, October, that he's there a couple times. He's there, yep. you know? So. Yep.
0: Yep. All right, here, let's see. Zeke, members only live stream from the delivery room. That probably is not going to happen, Zeke. We're having a baby Monday, Johnny. How are you? Yep. <laughs> Congratulations. Oh, thanks. Thanks. That's cool. It's com- coming quick.
1: How many kids you have, Josh?
0: I just got one. Got one boy, and we're having another boy. Nice. So, yeah. A couple deer hunters. Yep, if they want to be. That's a... Uh, I'm going to try to not to be too pushy about it as yeah. as best I can, at least yeah, just um,
1: show them and let them go.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, we've been on here long enough, Johnny. I was going to try to keep you an hour and it's been an hour and two minutes now. So, um, thanks for getting on here, man. It's good talking to you.
1: Yeah, Josh. It was great talking, man. It's been a while, but, um, I,
0: I need, I need to get out East awesome. and hunt, hunt a little bit with you. Some one of these years. Yeah. yeah.
1: let me know. Maybe when you, uh, it might be when your kids are older. will be golden gray.
0: Yeah, they can uh, wait till they get big and strong, and we can, they can just have them drag them things out of the mountains over there.
1: Yeah, it's nice. And then you get older, you can't hear, you can't see. So you got some youngsters. <laughs> get them in a the creek. and <laughs> Listen, you put that camera up, and you just kind of like your caddy, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> no.
0: yep. Uh, for sure, for sure. So everybody, thanks for uh, getting on tonight and we will uh, see you next week on the, on the live live stream see you guys